Hello, welcome to the OSU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined by Kelly Hines, live and in Stillwater. Nice backdrop. Uh, we're coming to you on a Tuesday of Bedlam week. Normally, we do Wednesday or Thursday. We're kind of all over the place, but it, but I do know this: it's Speak Tuesday. Yourself. You're uh, all over the place. You're all over the place. Oh come Leave on! You gotta you gotta take some of this. Leave me out of this. <laughs> All right. Okay, we'll get to Bedlam in a second. Uh, we'll get to a little basketball in a little bit later. Let's start with Iowa State. Let's recap a little bit. Uh, we can Iowa recap State. it, but don't get crazy. Do what? We can recap uh, it, but don't get crazy. Exactly. Well said. Well said. For those of you who got that reference, um, it's fun, Kui <laughs> It's more fun if you just leave it at that and make them but not sure. In case they didn't pick it up, you know, just Google Bon Kui Kui. It's real funny. It's real funny, and you're not you're not wrong. Okay, much needed win. Iowa State's always a tough out. OSU snapped a two game winning streak. You were there. How'd you see it? Two game losing streak is what they snapped. But um, what did I say? You said winning streak. It's fine. Oh a winning gosh. streak for for their opponents. It's wow. Fine. It's fine. Okay. Thank, um, we're just gonna gloss over. We're off to a great start as usual. Um, wow. No, I, I thought it was it was a really good um, response from a team that, um, like Mike Gundy said. We needed a win. <laughs> Coaches usually aren't that honest. <laughs> really appreciate when they are. Um, so much for like, oh, every game is important. No, this team really needed a win. And um, Iowa State was a team that they could beat. But Iowa State's defense is pretty good. It has some really good pieces on offense. So it wasn't just like a slam dunk. Um, and, you know, the defense, I thought, played really well, um, especially in the fourth quarter. Um to not have any sacks in, in like the previous two games and have four in the fourth quarter. A lot of that was dictated by what Iowa State was trying to, you know, when they're trying to throw the ball because they're they're down in the fourth quarter, you know, they're they're gonna be a lot easier to um put pressure, apply pressure and, and get sacks. But still you have to go out there and make a play. Nothing is is guaranteed in that situation. But I thought the defense played really well. Um, Kendall Daniels, who I know you're a big fan of, um, as, as we all are, um, he had a really good game. Um and, you know, the quarterback situation was was weird. It was super weird. Um, I've never – I don't think I've ever covered a team that has started three different quarterbacks in three consecutive weeks. That's 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 pretty weird. And then – but really the weirdest moment of the game was, you know, uh, there was a moment when Gunnar Gundy lost his helmet and, and had to come out for a play, and Garrett Rangel starts to go on the field. And, and then – then he like takes a step back and then Spencer Sanders goes on the field. And I was like, what, oh, what are we doing here? So, uh, you know, they had said on the radio broadcast, those guys were both suited up for like emergencies only. Like if they, they which to me, an emergency was something like, you know, they needed a guy to come in for one play that didn't work out very well. Not that, that fourth and short play that Spencer came in on. But um, obviously when you have a quarterback like Spencer Sanders, who he wants to play, he, he's like, it's fine that I'm, I'm in pain and that, you know, I'm not 100%. I think I can go out there and win this game. And he did. Um, but I think what really impressed me the most talking to him after the game was he was like that. Please don't like credit me with this win. Like this, this is a team win. Um, I just, this was my part of it. My part of it was was coming in the fourth quarter and, and um, getting us to where we need to be on offense so that we could be in position to win the game. He says the right things. Um, but still, I thought, you know, to overcome all of those issues on offense to rely on the defense um, to, to get that win and for Spencer to do what he did. It, it was an impressive win, especially considering where the you know previous couple of weeks um, 
you know, with what the team has gone through. And I hate to talk about like adversity, like, you know, so many things are going wrong in the world. And it's like this, this football team lost two games and had to overcome a lot, but you know, still it's, it's a, a difficult situation for, for a team that's young and, um, you know, relying on, on some inexperienced guys. So I, I thought it was a good one. So Spencer did talk in the post game. Did he, I assume he didn't bring up health to any degree. We don't, we don't really know how he's doing. I mean, I mean he, he kind he, of just he, downplays everything. He'll be like, okay. oh, I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's how I'd be like, I'd like my arms falling. There's nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Yeah. Um, but that's just kind of how he is. Like he's, he's, um he's never really seemed comfortable doing um he doesn't like he'll do interviews he's not going to complain it's just like he's he's never going to just be like I would love nothing more than to talk to the media after this game like win or lose anything like that he's just he's not really that type of of um quarterback and I think you know how Brandon Whedon was when when he was at OSU that was uh you know a lifetime ago but I was um around the program then and with him being so much older it's almost like he's a professional athlete and he yeah. was so good and talking to the media and I think you you deal with someone like that and you get so spoiled and um Spencer Sanders is just a quarterback who he would he would just rather not talk about himself rather not talk about you know really anything to the media um but he he doesn't really answer questions about that you can ask him how are you feeling I'm fine I feel fine I feel good but, you know, after games, I think he's still, you know, dealing with the adrenaline factor and it hasn't quite set in yet. I think it's it's Sundays when <laughs> players really start to feel it. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about uh, Bedlam a little bit. Uh, 6.30 kickoff, p.m. kickoff or a nighttime kickoff in Norman. Not a.m. We'll not be there at 6.30 a.m. Well, you know, the, the, the 2.30 streak is officially broken for OSU. What, what Seven games? Was that right? Seven, seven, seven in a row. Um, I just kind of had that locked in on my my calendar and now for that to to not be the case I, I don't I don't know that I can just switch to different time like and especially to go from the 6 30 to the 11 you know for the the West Virginia game I mean that's asking a lot of me really that's asking a lot you don't like changes do not do well with changes. Um, mm -hmm. I really got into the routine of the 2.30 because I knew exactly what time I needed to get up, exactly what time I needed to leave, like when I wanted to be um, at the, in the, the parking garage, you know, when when the pregame radio uh, show started, like, all of those things, like what mm -hmm. it was just like, um, like clockwork. And now this week, um, I don't I don't know how I'm going to function. Are you one of those crazy riders that gets to the press box four hours early, like some people that so, we know <laughs> I always start off the season as one of those people. Now, as it's getting later into the season, and um, I don't, I'm not going to say that it's a grind, but it is a grind. Oh, <laughs> you know, certainly it is. Yeah, it it just, uh, maybe I'm not getting there as early as I did to start the year, but I do love with road games, I love getting there as early as possible because you're like, oh, I don't. I don't, especially when I covered Tulsa, I'd go to places I'd never been before. I'd be like, oh, I don't, I don't know what the traffic situation is going to be. I better leave like four hours early, you know? Um, or if you're like, oh, I don't, I don't remember where the parking garage is. It may take me longer to find. And then suddenly you, you're in the press box three hours before the game and you're like, I feel like I didn't need to leave as early. But then if the one time you cut it close and you're like, oh, I, 
I know where it is. It's not, it's not gonna be a problem. Then you're so stressed trying to get there that you're like, I should not, I shouldn't do this again. So, um, I, it's never in between for me. It's always way too early or cutting it close. So, um, like the ideal version of me would be like finding a middle ground and I've never been able to achieve that really in, in, in real life either. Like I'm either running behind or I'm too early. Yeah. Sounds like a time management issue, doesn't it? It could. It could. I wasn't going to say that, but that's one might deduce that. Yes. All right. Bedlam marquee match. Oh yeah. We're going to talk about Bedlam. That's a thing that's happening this week. Yeah. I, I, my my simple question, you went on for like three minutes on it. Um, That's normal. So the the interesting thing about Bedlam is, you know, we have two in-state teams and you're obviously OSU focused. That's your beat. But you you read all the OU stories, you you see the games. I mean, you 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 have. I don't really see don't. as many of the games as as I would like, and that's that's the challenge of when you when you cover a college football team, you you see like one, especially with the two thirty games, which I'm not going to revisit that. But when you cover a team that plays at two thirty, like oftentimes you know OU plays at eleven, so um, with those two thirty games, like. I'd see like a quarter before I'd be like, oh, I'm going to have to walk away from this, <laughs> not knowing really how it's going to go. So typically we try to catch, you know, the end of those games in, in the press box. Cause that, you know, like the end yeah. of the, the West Virginia game, like we saw the, like the conclusion of that right before, you know, the OSU game started, but that's, that's the challenge of, you know, especially in the big 12, there've been so many interesting games this year, but um, you know, if there's a night game, which I did get home in time to see the end of the TCU Texas game the other night, but you you miss most of the night games too when you're covering the two thirty games. But I have seen a little bit of of OU enough to know that um, it's been a weird season for them too. Um, and I've obviously read enough to know that things have not really gone according to plan. But at the same time, you're like, well, it is it is like a, a whole new system, a new coaching staff, and and you have to think about big picture in terms of you know, laying the foundation for something that's to come. It just, maybe that foundation doesn't look exactly like how we thought all thought it would. Maybe it's, it's more about the culture and maybe the results of this season, you know, they'll look back on some really, um, I don't know, a turning point or something that, that could happen late in the season this year that, that, that can lay the foundation. I think how a team finishes is more important than how it starts and um, that's why I think these these last couple of weeks are so important for OU to um, show that this wasn't just a wasted season. This was um, there could be still something special that comes with with this group, this coaching staff. It just may maybe is next year. Maybe it isn't next year. Maybe it's the year after that. Maybe it doesn't happen at all. We don't know. But um, I, I feel like, uh, you know, expectations can be unfair at times. And I feel like OSU sometimes somewhat was a victim of that, too. But. Um, you know, the way OSU started the season, you still thought that those things were, were within reach, um, whereas it, it became more apparent what the deal was with OU. <laughs> like, it was a little bit um, more obvious early on. Yeah. I don't remember what so, your question was. Uh, I may not have had I don't a, think a had very one. specific Fine. one. Probably not. Okay, so matchups on the field. This this game comes down to what for you? Um, well, OSU's deal in recent weeks has been um, – trying to run the ball, trying to stop the run. So, oh man, um, I don't know. Uh, I just, in, I, I have to come up with a prediction for this game by like tomorrow. 
because somebody's on my case about that. And and I really five, I, I five o'clock tomorrow. Five o'clock tomorrow. Five o'clock. Um, it's fine. I'll figure that out. I just don't. I go back and forth on this because um, OSU still has not been able to to run the ball. It, it um against good rushing teams has not been able to stop anyone. So um, I think that's a little bit of a dangerous situation with OU because I think OU has a pretty good running back and um, OSU's run game still has its issues that that I don't care what defense you're going up against. You're going to have some challenges. Obviously, OU's defense has, has some weaknesses, um, but I think a lot of the issues with OSU's run game has been OSU and it's not been so much about the other team. So I don't know that that's something that can be like, just easily fixed. I think um, it's somewhat been um, a mystery as to why it's happened the way it's happened. I think a lot of it has had to do with um, just having different guys up front. Um, you know, Preston Wilson has been injured. He's such a key part of the offense and in a very underrated way. Um, they've had other offensive linemen. I think everyone's banked up at this point, but they've they've had offensive linemen miss games. Um, and, and the run game just hasn't been able to develop in, in, in a way that um, I thought the potential was there, like even with having to replace three of the top four running backs from last season, um, and not having a guy like Jalen Warren, having, having a physical runner, like, um, Dominic Richardson, I, I thought he'd still be able to do some things, but you know, I, he's been, he's been banged up for sure. I mean, he's, he's yeah. missed a game. Um, I think Jaden Nixon and Ollie Gordon, who also has been banged up, I think those are guys with a ton of potential. And, and Jaden Nixon, um, I think we've seen that from him. But um, things have just not fallen into place in a way that, like, I would feel confident in that improving this week. The one thing that does help OSU is is having Spencer Sanders, um, who said he's going to play. Um, Spencer Sanders at at fifty percent, at forty percent, at thirty percent. Like you still feel like you have a chance to win with that guy when he's out there. Um, it just you know if if he gets you know injured and 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 can't go, like I would especially be concerned for OSU's um, offense just because he's such a key part of that. And I think the way he came in um, against Iowa State, it sparked the whole team because everyone wants to go win a game for that guy because he's literally <laughs> sacrificing his body and, and trying to make it happen. Um, I think his, his willingness to, you know, fight through all of the pain and all of that. Uh, I think everyone wants to see it work out well for him. They want to, they want to win for him. Um, but I, I just feel like this is, I don't know, Bedlam's unpredictable. I just, I don't have a great feeling about it from OSU's perspective, just because of all of the things that they're dealing with. They do have some momentum coming off last week, but OU has a lot to play for and it's in Norman. I don't know. I could go either way. You could persuade me to, to pick one team over the other, but I, I don't I don't love the matchup for OSU because they're going to have to stop the run game and they're going to have to get its run game going. And I, I just don't know if that's going to be possible. You know, you could just from watching on TV, you could feel the energy change when Spencer Sanders came on the field. You can't, sometimes even on TV, you can see it and feel it a little bit, and sometimes you can't, but it, I mean, it was like you said, they wanted to play for that guy, and he's such a leader, been there so long, it was, it was, it was obvious, even on TV. I mean, when he came in, it, things changed. Yeah, and, you know, the crowd was, was, I mean, it was cold, and it, you know, it, it had been a weird game to that point, and even the crowd was suddenly into it, like, you just, like, there was just an, ex an excitement in the air because like fans love Spencer. Like, even though yeah. I do think that he like by the, the 
people on Twitter probably more than anyone else. I think he's he's underappreciated um, for what he's been able to do like throughout his career, like win games. Um, I feel like, you know, there's just a different level of excitement when he's out there. And that's not anything against Gunner or Garrett. I mean, they're they're young. They're going to have plenty of opportunities in their careers to make plays. But Spencer just brings a different air um, just because he he can make things happen that nobody else can. So when he's out there, I mean, just like, you know, up until that point, OSU had not con- converted on third down and and. Um, you know, it, there was a third down play um, that he he just scrambled and 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 got you know picked up the first mm-hmm. down and then on on you know the next play that's when he's able to um, draw the defense to him because now they're like oh I guess we have to go after this guy and then then Jade Nixon breaks open and and he's able to throw to him for a touchdown and and you know it's just it's just different with Spencer out there and um you know, he's obviously cut down on the turnovers a lot but really he's just able to make things happen in a way that you know only if a fourth year starting quarterback um could you know on a consistent basis so i think having him if he weren't playing this week i i would absolutely not feel good about OSU's chances but anytime no Spencer's way. out there even even not healthy you know i think that that gives OSU a chance i just i just have seen what this team looks like you know, when it becomes one dimensional, when, when um, the defense knows, well, they can't run the ball. So like, we're just going to, you know, have to shut down their, their um, passing game. That's a lot easier to do when, when, it when one thing isn't working, they could just focus on the other. So um, I don't know. I, I do think that there'll be an opportunity for, for it to be a high scoring game. If, if just, you know, if OSU's offense clicks, it, it just it's defense played well, you know, in the fourth quarter, but that was against Iowa State. Oh, oh you saw some really good weapons. Oh, yeah, hundred percent they do. The, the line that I saw was seven and a half. Have, have you seen that? That seems <laughs> high to me. Does that seem high to you? I don't think that Vegas knows what to do with OU anymore, or with OSU. They're probably like, oh, that's a game that if I if I were betting, I would stay so far away from. Like, but I saw the the lines on on quite a few games uh this week and there were games that I was like oh man I I have no idea what to do I, what is it Kansas State West Virginia um gosh I can't remember the other games uh who does TCU play Baylor maybe I don't remember there were several games that I was like yeah no don't have don't the just based on what the line was I was like I don't know about that I don't know about that but the Bedlam one was one that I was like oh there's absolutely no way I would advise someone to bet on that game that's just that seems like, but maybe, maybe Vegas knows something we don't. Which does happen. That, does that, happen. Yes, yes, it does. So I may, maybe seem kind of high, but you're right. Maybe, maybe they know something. All right. Anything else on football? You want to talk hoops a little bit? Let's talk basketball. Let's do it. Let's talk basketball. So uh, Mike Morton's crew is one and one. They're going to the Bahamas this weekend. Uh, you will not be going. Uh, what do you think about what you've seen so far out of the Cowboys? You know that um, they're not one on one; they're two on one, right? We talked about this. I think they're t- they're two on one. Yeah, yeah. Two they play. I'm sorry. Um, so math is hard. <laughs> one plus one plus one. It got it got hard there for a minute. Um, so the uh, 
the loss um, Thursday against Southern Illinois was a game that, you know, OSU could have won, but I felt like the way that they responded to that and went up and won at Oakland, which is historically been a difficult place um, for, for anyone to win it um, and played so well in that, that I feel like um, that loss, you know, in the second game of the season is, it's, it could end up being a, a, a turning point and something that they, they learned a lot from early on. And um, obviously when you're able to uh, shoot well um, on threes on the road, that's going to generally work out pretty well for you. And that's what happened. Um, five players combined for 12 threes, you know, John Michael Wright, who's a, a transfer guard from High Point. He played really well in that game. Caleb Asbury, transfer guard from Texas State. He did some really good things. Um, you know, I, I think that it's going to be difficult to be consistent, you know, especially early in the season. Um, but I feel like there's, I still feel really good about the pieces that this team has, um, especially when you have a, a seven footer like Musa Cisse, who can do some really, really good things. Um, not so much at the free throw line, but um, else, you know, pretty much everything else he's, he does is really solid. Um, I, and I really like his, his um, personality and just like what he brings to the table. Um, and in addition to what, what he can do, like physically on the court. Um, so yeah, that, that, that game here was, you know, a little bit of a disappointment because it, it kind of slipped away um, partially because of some missed free throws. But um, I feel like this trip to the Bahamas is, is, is an opportunity for the, the team to continue to gel a little bit more. Um, and I think that's, that's the point of these, these early season tournaments is you get away from everything. It's not a, it's not a road trip um, in terms, you know, it's, it's a neutral site situation but you spend more time together during that time and I think that's that's when um you can get some things accomplished that that you know can result in confidence for your guys and just better chemistry down the road so um cool opportunity for for the team um Mike Boynton said he's he's not a beach guy he's not a mountains guy he's a homebody type um which is interesting I know you're a beach guy so try not to hold that against him um, um I'm holding that against him yeah I know um so I had to share that with you but um for the players they're super excited to go on this trip most of them have to, have never um been out of the country before they had to get their passports and everything it's just kind of an exciting thing even though it is like a business trip as they say like it'll be a, a cool opportunity for them to do something different and I think there's a lot of bonding involved in that so um and they, I mean they they play some good teams they they start with UCF um which is is you know, has been an athletic, good shooting team for the last few years. And I think that's going to be um, a good challenge. Um, so, yeah, I think I think they're going to end up being in a decent spot out of this trip. Um, and then uh, the next home game is is against a team that I know a little bit about um, called Tulsa. So um, they will be playing that game here on Black Friday. Um, they tell you how much tickets are. No, how much are tickets? Tickets are one dollar. No kidding. One dollar. So um, look around in your couch cushions and your car console um, and try to come up with a, a dollar. You, we could probably get you a credential, but like um, for, for anyone else out there, it, it's it's literally a dollar. But I will tell you, like I, I've been because, uh, you know, not not to I hate I know what people hate when the media complains but you know they don't serve food here for the media which is fine that's totally fine it's okay I'm not complaining that's not a complaint I have water it's fine. 
it's fine. Pepsi products, which are not my favorite, but it's it's fine. I love it here. Everything's fine. But um, I have been getting dinner at the concession stand and it is averaging about $20 for me, maybe because I, I am choosing the best options here, which the options here for concessions have improved drastically. So they had, um, I, so far this season, um, I've eaten uh, Freddy's um, and uh, Dirty Curties. And if Dirty Curties want to sponsor this podcast, it'd <laughs> be great. Like, yeah, that's good. Like it, oh, right. Yeah, some ad opportunities here. Um, and then uh, Mazio's is the other that I've had. Um, so I'm just, you know, choosing from all of them. Um, so even though it would cost you only a dollar to get in, like, probably should bring, you know, budget accordingly if, if you're going to want to eat anything when you're here. But um, I found that to be pretty shocking. It is a, like a Black Friday special or whatever. But it's, I mean, it's like, isn't everyone over the holidays at that point anyway? Like it's Friday night. Like we've moved on from Thanksgiving. Like if, if the issue is that people are going to be less likely to go to a game like the day after Thanksgiving, like, is that what it takes to get people to like, leave their families like it's only a dollar well but even if families are still here that would be a good little outing is round maybe, them up. maybe that's how how it they can you know get people to kind of like bring you can literally bring grandma bring all the cousins it's a dollar a piece no one can eat though like you're you're on your own but just, um is it yeah. also maybe a statement about where the programs are i don't know or maybe yeah. is, it, is it a statement about college basketball and college basketball attendance I don't know that, what to take from that. That's probably more what, yeah. Like, I don't think this is like an like necessarily like an like an OSU and, and a Tulsa problem. It might be, well, it might be a little bit, but um, I was really surprised to see that. It's it's been only and okay, I say that that's that's for like the general admission tickets. That's not for like you're not going to get like course side for a dollar. Like it's going to be a little bit more than that. Like don't don't have unrealistic expectations with that. But it's been five dollars for the other non conference games, and that's like some sort of like special that it's it's only a dollar. But that that surprised me a lot. Interesting. Are so yeah. Well, I. I... I'd really like to go to that game. I'd like to get I'd like to get to an early OSU game in basketball when I can. And the same with TU. And if I can knock them both out. Just just knock them both out. I will say, you know, having uh, read uh, John Tranchina's story about the like um, new atmosphere and updates at the Reynolds Center for for Tulsa games, I I would like to get over there to see a basketball game. They do the thing with the video on, on the court you know, that I think is really cool. I'm easily impressed with like lights and stuff like that. So um, I would like to see that, but um, I am going to go to, just to reveal like all of my plans here, I am going to go to the Tulsa football game um, on Friday because I can, and I don't have anything better to do. So um, it doesn't start till eight o'clock. So I'm going to have to take a nap first. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Anything else on your mind, or shall we leave it there for what for this week? That's probably good. I haven't watched any TV recently. Someone was talking about Yellowstone earlier, and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm going to watch that someday." Well, hey, Kelly, Yellowstone season five premiered, and Tulsa King premiered. What are you doing? Oh yeah, I, I yeah, I'm going to watch those. Um, like yeah, maybe after football season. That's fair. I was a little so Yellowstone ran uh, two episodes. They called it a two hour 
you know, whatever. Well, it's just, it was just two one hour episodes. I felt that was Isn't a little not the same thing. Well, no, like I thought one episode was going to be two hours long, like a two hour opener, but it was just one episode. And if then this the, is next the biggest episode. disappointment in your life. It sounds like things are going really well for you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was the biggest. I just, it I just, just started you it. sound really like, disappointed. I, I, a little bit because that, that's how much I love the show. My my wife says I can't watch any more Office reruns, so I'm trying to get back into Yellowstone. And I ha- I've been watching Office reruns because like I sometimes I just need something like to just like be on and for me to just like um like have a distraction from like reality. And so I'll just oh. have it on. But the thing that bothers me the most now that you brought it up is like, you know, you'll I'll I'll have an episode because you know, it plays on like what TBS a lot. Is that what it's on? Whatever, whatever channel that one is. Of them. One of them. It's yeah. So like I'll have it on, like I'll you know, and it's been a few weeks since I've been able to do this because things have been a little hectic. But a few weeks ago I, I watched an office if an episode of The Office on TBS and then a few days later, I'm like, oh, there's, oh, it's, it's on again. What a coincidence. And it was like the same episode. And I was like, but like, I literally just watched this like, like less than a week ago. Like, hmm. how is that possible? And that's why when I watched Modern Family all the way through, like first episode to however many, what, 10 episodes? I don't remember how many episodes. I think there was 11. Seasons, 10 or 11 seasons. Yeah. Um. I had the control of that. So I'd like watch one or two or three or whatever. And then like a few days later, I'd, you know, pick it up. And so you're watching them all in succession. And, and so you're not ever seeing the same episode twice. I did the same thing with, um, uh, can I say Shit's Creek? Can I say that? I don't know. Well, I don't think that's how you, how they say it, is it? It's. How do they say it? Well, I don't know. Cause I'll get it wrong. Isn't that how you say it? I sure we'll just call it there um but that's when I watched it I it was the same thing you know I I didn't ever see the same episode twice and now anytime I see the same episode in a short amount of time um I can't do it I'm like this this isn't funny to me like it was like four days ago like it's not no I just I literally just I can I can quote this like it's not funny so that's been a disappointment with office I should just be playing it like I did with the other shows but like a lot of the episodes, I'm like, oh, I didn't care for this one. And then I want to like go to the next one. And then I'm like, oh, I don't really like this one. Then I'll go to the next one. And then it's just, it's pointless at that point. So there's a cool scene at the very end of uh, Tulsa King, uh, the first episode. Oh, you're just going to run it for me? Oh, well, are you going to watch it? I won't. If It's hard to say. This won't ruin anything. I okay. promise. This is not a big reveal. It was just, and, and if you're not from Tulsa, you probably don't don't care. Um, but there's a cool scene at the end where he he moves to the Mayo Hotel in the middle of the episode after his driver put him up in a not so good hotel. And Stallone was like, "Why am I not at a really cool hotel like this Mayo they're talking about?" And he um. said, "We well, wanted to be inconspicuous." He goes, "No, no, no. Take take me to the Mayo." So he goes to the Mayo and the last scene is him on whatever floor with kind of the Arkansas River in the background. And there's actually water in the part of the river that they show. Do you think they like Photoshop that or is that it's like possible? A, it's possible. Like a, like but it looks really good. Okay. So okay. It's I always good. like it makes me nervous watching anything that's like based, you know, in, in our city because I'm like I think because like it isn't like the 
the poster or whatever for for that show like isn't isn't there aren't there construction cones like in the background and i'm like mm, yeah no that's accurate but did they have to do it yeah it's not exactly it's not wrong but is it really the face you want to put forward no 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 it, it's good i'm like they couldn't edit that out they couldn't find a different angle like is that is that really how it has to be but it, people, it's accurate of all the people on the set for that for that shot nobody said hey get let's get rid of the cones or let's can, can you not just have them move the cones just for this like yeah just you know they got so but anyway it, it's a cool show i i liked it i liked it it'll i'll keep watching it and so, so when when did the episodes come out sunday night sunday night and yellowstone is what like monday tuesday or sunday or i don't know if they're gonna stay on sunday or or what I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking because I I won't remember that or care. Sunday night's not a bad night for you though to to catch some TV. Sunday night isn't a bad night. That's usually when is, when is your self do? self care mode. I'm like you know putting on yeah, lotion and my face mask and you know all of my um little like self care rituals. I do you know light a candle, listen to Taylor Swift, you know the normal normal Sunday night girl things. Um, so, I, but I could, I could maybe make some room in my schedule for that. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know about two hours, one hour I could probably do. We'll do Tulsa King just cause it's. Um, is that, that's one hour. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty much all I can commit to. As long as yeah. hour, it's not happening. When is your basketball poll due each week? <sighs> Thanks for reminding me about that. That's also Sunday night. So that's definitely part of my Sunday okay. night. Uh, well, we should remind people yet again that you are a college basketball poll voter for how many years in a row? Well, I took a break there for a while, and it was amazing. <laughs> um, I don't at all regret saying I would do it again. Um, don't at all regret that. I've I've done it, I don't know, seven or eight years out of the past, like, ten. So um, okay. at one point, I was the only female voter, um, and I felt like for sure an obligation to continue doing it because they needed better representation. I think there are a couple other um, female voters now. Um, they asked me to do it again. I'm the only voter from Oklahoma. So, I, you know, basically what that means is other people have better boundaries than I do. And they are, are able to say no when, when asked to do it. And they come to me and ask if I'll do it. And I'm like, they're like, we don't have anyone else to do it. <laughs> That's not exactly what they say. That's what I hear. Um, they're, they're basically like, you were not our first choice, but um, you still have a login from when you did it before. And um, you take it really seriously and um, probably too seriously. And no one else wants to do this. Um, again, that's not at all what they say. Um, they're just like, hey, could you do this again? And I'm like, sure, no problem. Yeah. and so it's due on Sunday nights um this time of year is kind of hard because there are especially like this coming Sunday there'll be a lot of Sunday night games um okay no it's not due Sunday nights it's due by like first thing Monday morning so um that's what, yeah that's what I thought so like the, it like they there definitely aren't any games that haven't concluded like when you're doing you know so you have to wait for all the games to conclude um and so, uh, like, this week will be more of a challenge because there'll be Sunday night games, including, like, like OSU could be playing on Sunday night, um, which I'll, I'll probably watch that. Um, but uh, 
it's it's I'm not gonna say a thankless thing you know a lot of what we do it's like there's not really any like benefit for me but it does force me to pay closer attention sure. um and I don't dislike that it's just um I, I'm I watch more college basketball because I'm like oh I'm a voter I need I need to need to see that Duke Kansas game because you know I'm there there they've been on my poll and I have to you know and then we also do the um all-america team so in this we do preseason all-america and then obviously you know uh, all-america selections when the season's wrapping up and um it's I I don't hate it as much as as what it sounds like um it's I think important and um but it's fine <laughs> so so I do yeah, that. No, I, I, no I, I, you're you're kidding around, but I, I know you take that very seriously. So I'm, I take I'm everything I'm, too seriously, and that's on me. So, um, well, that's, I, a, that's I, another conversation. That's a whole that's, other. Yeah, we could do a whole different um, podcast taping on that. I'm sure people there there'd be a lot of people who could probably relate to that. Like being a perfectionist is not not ideal, um, and that's like a therapy session instead of like maybe a podcast topic. That's fair. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna leave it right there. So bedlam. <laughs> Ending things on a good note, as usual. Yeah, we're we're gonna end it on therapy. Uh, so bedlam six thirty. Kelly. Will yeah, be bedlam's there. happening this week. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have Kelly there. We'll have several other writers there. We'll have everyone will be there. Pretty much, I'm gonna be the the one the only one who's not. So complete coverage online Saturday night, and you can read everything in the Sunday Tulsa World. Kelly, always appreciate the knowledge, and we'll talk again soon. Okay, sounds good.